Life Changes Church, we are in season two of the Promotable Life series. It is going to be an incredible word. So grab a notebook and a pen and get ready. My name is Mpele, married to one wife, Monica Tao, uh, in the baby room somewhere with two kids, a four-year-old Naki and a seven-month-old Nyakallo. Um, I'm not a full-time member of staff. Um, I've been getting those comments every now and then. It's like, you here all the time. Do you work for the church? And no, actually. Um, I, I apply my trade in a, in a firm of attorneys as one of the most, most juniorest of attorneys. And uh, that means I get to do all the running around and the hard work. Um, a few years after, not a few, just two years after I got married to my wife, I was working as an OT, heading up some unit in a private facility, etc. And I said to her, I'm going to study law. I feel like God's calling me to law. She said, great, I'm with you. She studied, went through, fine, passed, got the graduation. Now it was time to make the switch. I said to her, babes, now we're gonna, I'm going to switch. And she's like, oh, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Didn't give me a heads up that there's going to be some tightening of belts um, in terms of the finances. But God has got us. God has been, has, been, has been with us. God has got us through the transition from being a full-time OT to a full-time attorney now. I'll tell you a quick story, which I didn't share in, in, in the morning service, which I also didn't share with my wife. So this is a bit awkward. <laughs> Earlier this week, a friend of mine, we, we, we uh, studied together at um, Stellenbosch. Uh, she is now some top line in a private facility healthcare, and she says to me, Hey, Mpel, I've been looking for your number. I say, hey, yes. Oh, what's up? She says, are you still a lawyer? So I said, Lisa, I just finished like last year. She, I said, like, what do you mean? Am I still a lawyer? So she obviously knew that the transition happened. She says to me, hey, with you, anything is possible. You could be an accountant now. I said, I said to her, calm down. She says, what's up? She says, just please send me your email. I'm going to drop into your inbox a proposal where we're looking for people with healthcare experience and legal experience to partner in some development, policy-making, something. I have not read the email, and babes, I'm sharing this with you now. We will talk about it at home. Um, I have not responded. I have not said yes. So I, I, I have not read that email. But it's, it's, it's just incredible how um, God gets to actually work, um, whether you're full-time in the marketplace or whether God, God can use anyone. I mean, if he can use this guy, he can, he can use anyone. And he remains faithful um, to the very end. We are in season number two. I like that, season two of the Promotable Life series. And we've been looking at the life of Joseph. What would be a shame would be for us to finish the series and go, wow, Joseph, what a guy. And remain unchanged. And remain unmoved. So as you, as you read the word, we implore you and encourage you to please read your Bible. As you read the, the narrative of Joseph from, read it again and again from the beginning to the end. I mean, it's, an, it's a nice movie if you think about it. It's, it's like, it's not boring. So read it again and again, the ups and the downs, and just allow God to, to highlight scriptures for you. Just one-liners, one scenarios and context that where God wants to move in your life. Because God is calling us to respond to his word. That, that line has been on my heart for, for quite a long, for, for a while now, which is, how am I responding to, to God's word? We, we, we're going to read now from Genesis 41, but first let's pray. Father God, we come under the authority of your word. It is powerful, it is alive, 
It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It is able to achieve and, and do what you set it out to do. Your word does not return to you void. It achieves what you sent it to accomplish. And Father, I pray this morning for my heart, even as I receive from you, that you would move me, that you would move the church, that you would move your people, that it won't be the, 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 the vessel or the medium that delivers, but that it's the word that remains powerful even to this day. That Jesus, you may receive all the glory. That we will know that you are the author and the perfecter of life. That in you we move, in you we have our being. That even as we endeavor through uh, businesses, through occupations, through works, through studying, through whatever we've called us to do on, on planet earth, that we would know that the mission is greater, that there's a great mission upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Right, this is 10.30 p, uh, service. Apparently you guys are the coolest ones. Don't tell the 8.30 that, because you guys got a lot of amens in you. Um, Genesis chapter 41, from verse 41 right to the end. It will come up on screen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Say entire land. Then, yay, come on. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen clothing and hung a gold chain around his neck. Adam's got the memo. Then he had Joseph ride in the chariot reserved for his second in command. And wherever Joseph went, the command was shouted, kneel down. So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all of Egypt. And Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. Say entire land. Then Pharaoh gave Joseph a new Egyptian name, Zaphenath Paneer. He also gave him a wife whose name was Asenath. She was the daughter of Potiphar, the priest of On. So Joseph took charge of the entire land of Egypt. Hey, here we go. Got it. He was 30 years old when he began serving in the court of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And when Joseph left Pharaoh's presence, he inspected the entire land of Egypt. The entire land. As predicted, for seven years, the land produced bumper crops. During those years, Joseph gathered all the crops grown in Egypt and stored the grain from the surrounding fields in the cities. He piled up huge amounts of grain like sand on the seashore. Finally, he stopped keeping records because there was too much to measure. A first audit query right there. During this time, before the first of the famine years, two sons were born to Joseph and his wife, Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, the priest of On. Joseph named his older son Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my troubles and everyone in my father's family. Joseph named his second son Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in this land of my grief. At last, the seven years of bumper crops throughout the land of Egypt came to an end. Then the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph predicted. The famine also struck all the surrounding countries, but throughout Egypt, there was plenty of food. Eventually, however, the famine spread throughout the land of Egypt as well. And when the people cried out to Pharaoh for food, he told them, go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. So with severe famine, with severe famine everywhere, Joseph opened up the storehouses and distributed grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout the land of Egypt. And people from all around came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe throughout the whole world, throughout the world. Amen. Right, some of you have caught up with your scripture for the week, and uh, God bless you. Bunty, <laughs> is that a, a guilty laugh? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay. Now, as I was, you know, as, as I read this, as you read, as I hope when you read this narrative, that some things just jump at you. Now, we've got a theme for the preach this morning, and we will jump into that. But before that, I just want to explore a couple of things, which for me just stand out. is that Joseph is placed in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Okay? Not Thailand. The entire land of Egypt. Now, his strategy, his plan was food security, food supply. Not warfare, not healthcare, not economics and trade. Oh, you could say maybe that comes into play, but his strategy is just in terms of food supply, food security. But Pharaoh realizes and acknowledges that the interpretation of the dream is that the seven years that comes after the bumper cross is actually going to cripple the entire land. So we need to have this man in charge of the entire land. He cannot be going through red tapes and having to get approval from this one. He needs to run it all. Where has God placed you? In whatever system you find yourself, I find myself, family systems, work, church, community. Would God anoint his people that they, they, their word would have authority, not in terms of position and power and elevator status, but that they would, be, they would have words that have authority over the entire value chain. I mean, he's put through the entire land. He's put in charge of the entire land. Second thing that sort of stands out for me is he gets a new wife, and off he goes immediately to inspect the entire land. He gets on with it. He, he, he doesn't waste time. He doesn't consider, oh, it's been 13 years in prison as a slave. I, I just need time to sort of acclimatize. I need moments. I need to, could I send word back to my family and tell them I'm okay? Could I start a, a, a truth and reconciliation mission with the charge that was laid against me? Could I? No. He gets on with it immediately. The seven years of bumper crops are coming, and when the supply comes in, I need to know what I'm dealing with. Now, one thing that also stands out for me is he must have come across some resistance. You know, when he said, let's take a fifth out of the supply. Let's take 20% out of supply. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'll talk for myself. My needs tend to escalate with my salary increase. You know, I sit and I'm like, hey, salary increase is coming. What's inflation like? When that portion comes in, okay, I'm going to have breathing space and da, 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 da. The increase happens. Hey, I need, the, the need seem to increase. And I promise God all the time. So with the bumper crops, there would have been resistance with, okay, we need to create margin. We need to create margin. Lastly, for now, he continues with the mission. Regardless of, I think, the potential um, uh, um, lack of recognition, the potential sort of hurt that, that comes with the Egyptians, where do they default to when they need food? To Pharaoh. Thank you, Candice. <laughs> they default to, to, to Pharaoh. Now, that's offense. I, I'd be very offended. 
an announcement. I mean, everywhere where I go, there's a command that shouted, kneel down. Everywhere. Everybody knows this. But when crunch time comes, they go, Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says, why are you guys crying to me? Joseph is your guy. I made a joke earlier. I said, now I'm Joseph. I'm going, right, those families, is it the Van Pletsons, the Chiremenes, those families that defaulted to Pharaoh? Yeah, off with their heads. You get the grain that's beginning to go a bit off. He, 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 he gets on with executing God's mission and God's plan. What stands out for you, church, when you read this narrative? Might not be the same points that are just embraced in passing, but what stands out for you? And, of course, the big question that I'd like to answer this morning is, Joseph is now at a point in the narrative where he needs to implement the mission. He needs to implement the strategy. There's a mission, there's a plan, now it's implementation. What does it take to action out God's plan and his agenda in my life, in your life? What does it take? Got some fancy, clever answers, some very advanced business models? No. The answer is simply, get on with it. There's a lot of dreams, words of prophecy that have come over you, over individuals, over this house. And yeah, we need, when this is in place, when that is available, when, get on with it. He, he starts off immediately, goes to inspect the entire land. He, he gets on with the mission. No time for dilly-dallying and faffing about. It's a phrase that my daughter likes to, to use in the morning when we get ready for crash. She loves coming to Junior Junction. So one of the, I think she's listening. Okay. One of the, the I hope she's not. One of the strategies we use, we say to her, I say to her, because Monica leaves us at six because of traffic. It's like, get ready to leave. Anyway, that's the side story. When I get her ready in the morning, I say to her, if we're not on time, you know the school's going to close. So she's like, Daddy, look, I'm not dilly-dallying and faffing about. <laughs> so that's my story, and we stick with it, okay? The school closes. That's what she knows. So because coming to crash for her is, is the thing. If she's not well and we say, but baby, you're not going to go. She's like, Daddy, I promise I won't sneeze on the other kids. I know, I'm a terrible. We say, baby, you can't. What mission has God got on you? Not, one, not what mission are you on. I mean, Joseph's mission, if, if I'm looking at this, when he interprets the cupbearer and the chief baker's dreams is, cupbearer, when, when all goes well with you, Remember me, because I was dragged here as a slave, and this is not my place. This is not my hometown. Get me out of here. But immediately, once he interprets Pharaoh's dreams, there's now an awareness that there's a new mission on him, which is the salvation of the entire land and the whole world. So he needs to make a mental shift right there and then. And say, right now, the, the, the mission, the priority, is to get on with this. You see, I, I can be on many missions. Study for fun. 
it's not really fun, but I do quite enjoy it. I can be on many missions. We can be on many missions, but what mission has God called us onto? The disciples in Matthew 4 verse 19, Jesus says, when he calls the first disciples, says, I will make you fishers of men. They might not have, it might have not clicked then, but when, what happens when the power comes on them in Acts? What do they do? They get on with the mission. They start, they jump in. No, we're going to reform the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees system. We must first get aligned authority. And, no, no, no. They get on with the, Is this landing with somebody? They get on with the mission. Church, this is my wake-up call. This is your wake-up call. Get on with the mission. Because when I understand the, the weight of the mission, I won't have time for, for other things. Sounds very harsh. The second point is, how do I action God's plan God-given strategy and plans in my life is I need to take the pressure off my gift. Take the pressure off. It wasn't about, it wasn't Joseph's interpretation and the coming up with the strategy that brought about the seven years of bumper crops and the seven years of no crops, family. Those seven years were coming. It was going to happen. So the, the, the pressure was not on him. The pressure is not on the gift to say, okay, I, I, I need to put it in such a way that it will align. As a worship team, it's not, we need to sing in such a way that the, the atmosphere will shift, will crack. I need to, when I speak a word into somebody, I need to say it in such a way that will make it happen. It is going to happen. Take the pressure, I need to take the pressure off of my gift, off of myself. God says the in in... Numbers 23, verse 19. The Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should repent. Do you know what that says to me? Oh, it carries on. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and failed to carry it through? It's not on me. It's not on you. Those, those gifts of bringing financial clarity, those gifts of generosity, those gifts of just listening, those gifts of, of influence. You've got a gift of influence. You do. You do. Take, take the pressure of the gift. God, God will make it happen. He, he uses the gift. He's, 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 he's graciously given the gift. But it's not the gift that makes it happen. God makes it happen. Come on. One last thing that I need to do to move in actioning God's gift is I need to embrace forgetfulness. Verse 52, 52 is the same passage. During this time, before the first famine years, two sons were born to Joseph and his wife, Asenath, the daughter of Potiphera, the son of the priest of On. Joseph named his older son Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my troubles and everyone in my father's family. Then Joseph named his second son Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my grief. You see, 
Joseph had to embrace forgetfulness. He had to forget the past. Not that it's not important. It's not a, a hacking our brains and deleting those memories. But as we read earlier, or as Mark read earlier in Isaiah 43, it's about being able to see and perceive and look and see that God is doing a new thing. And just through those names, we see that fruitfulness follows forgetfulness. I need to forget the past. It's happened. But I need to unshackle myself from what was. As I shared earlier, I was an occupational therapist in a private facility where I was privileged to head a department or two. And when I made the switch from that to being basically an intern lawyer, there were moments where I loved, I loved my job and I was, the, 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 the job had come in a miraculous way and I was grateful to God. There were moments though, one or two moments where, you know, I would look back and go, hey, man, the, the, the things I could do. Oh, let's be honest, the money I earned. The, 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 I could set up my own day. I could, no, I'm not seeing you that day. Yeah, I'll see you that time. Uh, I'll start with a morning breakfast with VP at like 9. <laughs> you know, it's true. And go in at 10. Now, I had to forget all that. Intern now, just show up and be ready to do what you're told to do. And at, at some point, I remember one of the... Uh, people who's been serving in the firm for a long time came to me and said, no man, we need to we need to start a campaign for you you know, you're so busy and we need to no, it's not right and I said, hey, you know, I get to see a lot of people I get to see a lot of people, I get to go into people's homes with contracts in my hand and the first thing that comes up it's not, okay, you've read this, let's go through it's, how are you? are you well? This past week, I had to walk into a family where they just lost somebody the, the night or two days before. And the emotion was raw. And they, 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 in their response in sending back, uh, uh, you know, those compliments and back to the firm, they say, wow, what a person you guys sent to us. It's embracing forgetfulness. It's, it's as Paul says in Philippians 3, 13 to 14, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not, I do not consider myself to have achieved it. Let me find the NLT version. There it is. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to, re to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus, through Christ Jesus is calling us. What's What's keeping me, what's keeping you from getting on with the mission? Is it the glory days? Or is it the gory days? Joseph, who, who, who's, who's first, um, who, who's, whose mission, as I read into it, 
at the lowest moment in prison is I need to get out. I've been wrongfully accused. Please, cupbearer, when all goes well with you, just mention me to Pharaoh so that I can get out of here. It's not mention me because I've got it gifted. Mention me so I can get out of here. I'm in a foreign land. I need to go home. Do you know what God does? A bit of a spoiler alert when you get ahead. Is he never actually gets to make it back home. He, he dies in Egypt. And he says to the, the people of Israel, he says, please carry my bones with me. Don't leave me buried here. Throughout that time, second in charge, second in command, Oh, Joseph, you gotta, you gotta, you've been waiting so hard for this. No, that's his mission. God's mission is save a nation. It's not what mission are you, am I on? It's what mission has God got me on? What makes it hard, though, for me to, and for any man, any human being, to respond to God's word, to take note of the mission? To get on with it. To, to embrace forgetfulness. To take the pressure off ourselves. What makes it hard is sin. When sin comes in, I lose priority. I, I lose focus on what the mission is. Did God really say? Oh yeah, that's actually a good question. I statement starts to come in. I need to make it happen. Sin keeps me stuck. But how grateful are you, how grateful I am that there's a man who dealt with sin. There's a man who dealt with sin once and for all. His name is Jesus who is freely available and willing today to come into your story to bring redemption, to bring salvation, to bring clarity so that we are able to respond to the call of God. Jesus is able. It's only through Jesus. Because if, if there isn't Jesus in your story, this is going to be like a motivational you can do it we we will take joseph's narrative and we will unpack all the good points and we'll say right we need to okay what's the, what's one good point there is perseverance okay he persevered endured 13 years okay wherever you are just and that will be he says fruitless i want to say foolish fruitless Jesus is, is, is available today. Can I invite you to stand? I love how you, 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 you wrapped up the first service with some people might say, well, I'm not that important. That was, that was beautiful. Bro. You might be thinking now, well, I'm not that important. I will never have a chance to interpret a king or a president's dreams. I might not get a, a, a direct message from ESCOM asking me how to solve the problems. Well, 
what point, what, 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 what good am I, how, what can I contribute? Well, Joseph wasn't that important in prison. Wherever God has placed you and wherever God has placed me, there's one mission that's common to all of us. Some of us are perhaps called to, to preach, to bring clarity in the legal world. We've got engineers, accountants, we've got people that work in people's homes. But 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 says, God's desire is for all men to know the truth and to, to be saved. So once I've received Christ and I've received the redemption and, and salvation of my soul, I'm immediately called into a mission <laughs> to advance the gospel. We might not all have the mic to opportunity to grab the mic, and, but there's a mission on me. There's a mission on you. And this morning as VP comes up, I just want to pray that God would move our hearts, would move my heart this morning, that we respond to his word. If you have not received the salvation, if you have not prayed the prayer, Jesus, I believe you are God's son, that you were raised from the dead, come into my life. If you have not prayed that prayer, and if, 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 there's, if you're feeling uncomfortable right now, it's not because our aircons are not working or whatever the case may be. It's because there's, a, there's an unctioning. Please come to the front. There'll be, I'll be here to pray with you. Elders will be here to pray with you. But right now, I'd like to pray for all of us. Pray for myself. That God, your word is, is, is alive and it is active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It, it, it brings clarity. It divides asunder bone and marrow. It, 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 is, it is able to, to work at a, the most subtle and detailed level of our story. That which not even our spouses would know. I pray that that power of your word would be felt right now. Not in this one moment, but that this moment would be a, 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 a moment of repentance, a moment of, of, of revival, a moment of newness. We perceive and we see what you are doing right now, God, through your word. We trust you, King. We love you. We exalt you. We worship you, God. Thank you so much for watching. If you'd like to take your next steps or find out what's happening in the life of the church, head over to our website or follow us on social media. We can't wait to see you soon.